Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, aka Mega Man. This will be episode 112 right now. We're in East LA at Boyle Heights at, at Cafe Bermeditasa. Shout outs to my boy Chewy. Today's guest I have in the podcast. You probably heard of her on the Aaron Newsbender podcast, the Yo 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 podcast. She's on Yahoo Sports, Golden Boy Radio. She's best friends with that one guy. What's his name? Bethel Duran. <laughs> Mr. Grumpy. Today's guest I have is Jess Rosales. What's up, girl? Dude, first off, I didn't even know your name was Steven. Like, you're just your mega man to me. Like, so that's a trip. <laughs> so that's cool. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Steven with the PH, not V E N. Uh, with the PH. But everyone calls me Stefan, like that, that commercial Jack Stefan. Oh, yeah. That is so irritating. Stephen. It's very, like, fancy, though. Fancy? Like, I'm, yeah, like Stefan. Uh-huh. I feel like it's fancy. Like someone calls you, hey, Stefan. Yeah. When, uh, when, oh my God. When I'm at work, it's like, uh, Stefan, line one, please, Stefan. And when the whole store starts, they, cl- lose it. they start losing and start clowning on oh, me. One guy was dying laughing, and this guy's like, who would name their son Stefan? Yeah, dude, just embrace it. Remember Stefan from Family Matters? Oh, you remember Steph- how fancy? Stefan Arkell? There you go. Embrace it. Stefan. Transition into Stefan. Okay, okay, Stefan. Now you like it. <laughs> Stefan, like Stefan Marbury, Stefan Arkell, <laughs> and everything. Man, yeah, that's good, you know, but I know Bethel's gonna hear it. So it's like, oh, his name is oh, Stefan. Oh, for sure, he's gonna text me. Oh. Like, well, what were you talking about? He's like, why you be on it? He's gonna be like, why you be on his podcast, <laughs> Mr. Grumpy, right here? He is. He's probably the only person that I will allow to be that level of grumpy around mm-hmm. me, and that's because I know that it's just natural. He can't fight it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I know we're gonna talk about Beth though, because you know he has to build his oh, ego right? up. You, you know, up his head. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Carson over here with that, that <laughs> Mayor with, Carson with that with that frozen blanket he had on his stuff. <laughs> Yeah, there are some things that Betho does that I'm just like, who are you right now? Like, who is this person inhabiting your body? But he honestly is one of my best friends um, in mm-hmm. this business, outside of this business. Mm-hmm. I trust that guy with everything. Hell so, yeah. We're going to get yeah. to him because there's some stuff that... Oh, God. That, I, that's not the end of us talking about him? Oh, we're Jeez. not... Right. No, no. We're going to talk, <laughs> talk about them because there's a lot of things... Um, open my eyes when you were on the yo 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 podcast yeah but we're gonna get to that i just want to tell you thank you for coming on the mega man's oh, podcast man, thanks for having me i'm excited i you've been asking me for a while i finally got the time so no no, no. Sure and, and you know like and uh i've been really busy you see yeah. me on the social media on the podcast yeah, of course and like grinding ha- grinding team hashtag no sleep you know <laughs> no, but literally like you came straight from work yeah it came straight from work Sheesh. and and uh it's it's one of those things where some people say, How do, why do you still do the podcast still? Yeah. It's that motivation. It's that I feel grounded and I feel more, this is like my happy place. Yeah, you know good. when you have your happy place where you read your book and chill, yeah. you have your moment? This is my relaxation. Yeah, and people don't understand the hard work that goes into it. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people think with podcasts, like, oh, you just you record yourself talking. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, like you got to call people. You got to get guests. You got to fix the audio. You got to put it out on mm-hmm. whatever platform. So, dude, kudos to you for, like, continuing to do this. I don't think people quite understand the work that goes behind it. It's so. hard. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, like, a lot of people have teams of podcasts. You know, we have yep. everything. I do everything. And I'm and I'll, at the same time, I'm being a family guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm going to work. And, you know, it's just something where... I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, what's this podcast going to do? To me, in my eyes, going back, it helped me not be um, 
you know, antisocial. Mm-hmm. I have to start making more friends and socialize more. Yeah. It also helps me with my stuttering. Oh, look at that. It helps me a lot. I had a humongous stuttering problem. Dang, you wouldn't uh, even be able to tell now. Oh, you can hear from time to time <laughs> because I go, I still go to, to the doctor still. for. Uh-huh. I've been going for like almost 20 years. Wow. My and stutter- the podcast has like helped you more than anything else? Yeah. That's crazy. Even I get nervous when I do a podcast. It's yeah. like, it's like, like, yeah, but I always want to prepare myself. Yeah. And um, that's just something where... With you, Bethel, Aaron Bender, and Martin, a lot of people come in to play. A lot of you, you guys give me little pieces of advice, mm. and I put it together. And because of you and everyone else, you're making me live my dream and making me be more hungry to, to keep on doing the podcast. That's really still. cool, dude. I like hearing that. Awesome. It's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> so how's your day, everything? What's going oh, on with man. you, girl? It's uh, it's early, in case if nobody knows. It's what, what time is it right now? It's like 11 in the morning. Taco which, Tuesday. Dude, oh my God, I forgot it's even Tuesday. I think the holiday usually throws me off, and this last holiday just felt like it was forever. Really? Like, And usually I'm okay with that, but this one just kind of dragged, and I was like, dude, when is it Monday? Like, this might have been the first time that I was like waiting for the week day to start really uh, yeah i don't know why it, just, you, it felt like a long a really long break did you chow down on thanksgiving no i didn't that's the thing so my plans changed so oh. we were supposed to i have family in vegas so mm-hmm. we we're supposed to go out and see them the weather was just like really terrible it was really bad uh-huh. uh so we ended up staying home and since we didn't have the original thanksgiving plans we stayed home like my you know immediate family my mom my dad my brother yeah um we ended up having frozen pizza because we were like oh we didn't get a turkey. what kind of frozen pizza it was like DiGiorno or I something. knew it, <laughs> it I knew like, it or it might not have been dude my mom goes to Costco so it may have been like you know she bought a five pack of something <laughs> random Kirkland brand um but yeah we had a frozen pizza we did like salad mashed potatoes like it was the most eclectic Thanksgiving dinner of like random things we put together but mm-hmm. I feel like those moments are like the best you know mm-hmm. so I- a lot of people, I know they spend Thanksgiving, you know, but I feel like now, like, a lot of people just want to just order pizza and just mm-hmm. stay home and watch Home Alone. Yeah, if it's up to me and we're ordering pizza, dude, I'm ordering Pizza Hut. Like, I am a Pizza Hut person. I thought I, Domino's was the best no, pizza. No, oh my gosh, no. Pizza Hut all the way. Like, that is my jam. Get a Pizza Hut with mushrooms, with pepperoni, with black olives, and sometimes, and I know a lot of people hate this, I will put pineapple. Oh, hey, <laughs> no? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I thought you were going to get mad at me right oh, now. Oh, no, 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 no. I, know, I don't know if Bethel likes, I don't like pineapple on my pizza. Bethel doesn't like anything. Grumpy Bethel, grumpy Bethel. <laughs> he doesn't Bethel. like anything, but no, yeah, sometimes I'll go with pineapple. That's good. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, I like Canadian bacon and sausage and pineapple. Yeah. I mean, I used to like anchovies. Oh, see that I can't. I can't fuck <laughs> that. That's mm-mm. Well, I mean, pineapple and, and um, jalapenos. I mean, that's okay. that's something good, a little spicy. Go yeah, half and half. I don't like spicy. I'm, I'm a terrible Mexican. I don't like spicy. Why? Yeah, I, you know what? If I knew, I would be able to tell you, but I just, I don't know. You I like the mild stuff, it. huh? I cannot handle spicy. You yeah. go to you go to Taco Bell and you get these. Give me the mild Dude, sauce. Dude, I use that paste salsa, the mild kind. The, oh, picante. Yes, it's <laughs> so good. I'm like, oh, this just tastes like crushed up tomatoes. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's cool. I yeah. used to I used to uh, get those chimichangas and I used to pour all the picante sauce and oh, like into a super like, wet and just eat God. it. It's, it's like I'm so hungry. You could talk oh, about food forever. I know. I could just talk about all the trash I eat. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, Panda Express. I was yeah, craving so Panda. I just had some. <laughs> Oh, your ass.
pass. I want some Panda Express, man. I love it. Dude, I can't remember the last time I've legitimately paid for Panda. My grandma is like the sweetest soul ever. For Valentine's Day, my birthday, for Christmas, she gives me gift cards to Panda Express. Oh, yeah. So I honestly have not paid for Panda Express in the last like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, Dang. Yeah, dude. Such well, a good hookup. Oh, yeah. Panda <laughs> Express. Well, we could talk food forever. <laughs> but the reason why I wanted to get you mine is this. You're, you're, you're everywhere on social media, you know, yeah. on doing the Dodgers, mm-hmm. Insiders, you know, Golden Boy. I mean, I was listening to you guys back when Golden Boy Radio on Dash. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah, so it was fun. fun. What time would you get up? About 4 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, like about 4, 4.30. I'd be up, drive out there, get there by like 5.45, mm-hmm. 6 o'clock. We'd kind of talk over what we're doing, and then 7 o'clock we'd start. And until like 10 o'clock? Until 10, and then we'd head out. Yeah. Dang, then after that, then now that... You know, did some podcasts, but now your new position, you work for Yahoo now. Yes, yeah. How's that like? That's been fun. So I think a lot of people kind of know me as like being on camera, being a reporter. Um, so Yahoo's been really cool about giving me the opportunity mm-hmm. of letting me edit and letting me kind of use those other skills that I have that not a lot of people know that I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's different. It's very different to not be in front of the camera. And sometimes, of course, I miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool getting to be creative again. I mm-hmm. think it's been a long time since I've been able to like create shows or you know make something look really cool. Um, and Yahoo's given me that opportunity. But don't get me wrong. They also let me do some reporting with Kevin Ioli for like the boxing and the MMA stuff. I know. So. I've seen him a lot sometimes yeah. on the when they ask the questions for UFC. Mm-hmm. So I know who he is. He's always yeah. one of those him or Brett uh, Akimoto okay. from, uh, I think, ESPN. Mm-hmm. So they have, I think Dana White has his people who yes. he wants to ask questions and all that so because i'm a big uh mma like Got mma okay. fighter like ufc bellator yeah, the so zone. you definitely know kevin you definitely oh, see yeah. his face and all that he yeah. asked he asked like not like like he's not like ariel huani but he's right. just something more like who just tell you how it is exactly. but more like what's the upcoming info like you know yes. to keep up to date yeah you know and everything because like, man with yahoo i was like Wow. Okay. (laughs) Does Yahoo, um, does it, you just focus on sports or is it podcasts? Um, So there I do a lot of their podcasts, but I do a lot of their videos for the podcast. So Mm -hmm. it's more of a way for them to like promote the Mm -hmm. podcast that they have there. They have a lot of podcasts that they do, Mm -hmm. um, but I tend to edit a lot of the videos. So the guys will record what they do on Skype, send it over to me and break it down into like little three to four minute segments. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like a really fun one that I got to do with about like a conspiracy corner, which was cool. There's a lot of like Photoshop in that. Um, Conspiracy? Yeah. But like the crazy thing about like Yahoo is first off, they give you snacks all day long. There's, like, snacks all like day long. Like that right long. there? Yeah, like that. <laughs> snacks all day long. They have, you know, lunch at the cafeteria. So all I do is sit and edit. Dude, I think I've gained, like, 15 pounds just from, like, eating so many snacks because I will eat, like, the awful snacks. So I'm eating, like, the Lucky Charms where I just pick out the marshmallows. I'm oh, eating, like, the that used to be me. Yeah, and so it's, like, and you know, while I'm editing, it's, like, I have to listen to music and I have to be, like, snacking on something. So just from doing that, since I've started working there, like, yeah, dude, oh, I've, I've my God. got a little bit of a longa now. Oh, yeah, man, the I'm Lucky Charms. My mom killed me. <laughs> she would spend so much money, I would just dump everything out and mm-hmm. they have the marshmallows and just eat it like that I was and just... you know that they sold the marshmallows or I've heard I don't know if this is like an urban legend but I've heard that they've sold just a bag of the marshmallows like in the cereal Ooh. I've never seen it 
I've never actually known anyone that's bought it, but I've heard about this, and so if it's out there, marshmallows. I would like huh? it. <laughs> I tried a uh, well. I was went cereal shopping at Grocery Outlet, and they saw like a sour patch, sour mm-hmm. pouch for cereal. Tastes just like a sour patch, like cereal. It was, but like you put it in milk. Yes. I don't know how I feel about that. It was good. Was it? Oh hell yeah! For nine nine cents, you can't sour? beat the sour patch cereal. Does it make the milk taste like it's gone bad? No, it's good. It's really good. You know I was, there's some things even I won't try, and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I'm like that one, or Apple Jacks, or Cocoa Pebbles, or Cinnamon yeah. Toast Crunch. No, you man, just... I'm classic. Just give me some Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes with bananas Frosted and flakes. raisins? No, just Frosted Flakes. That's it. Oh. In a bowl. With oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So... Hearing you on the the Yo 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 podcast with Beto and that was so fun, oh, th- <laughs> so much fun. It was almost like a three hour podcast, dude. Because we had such a blast. And then you know what? Shout out to Hooter because he brought me Pepsi. Like I showed up and he had a little six pack of Pepsi waiting for me. <laughs> I was like, dang, you know what? I'm gonna let Beto stop talking bad about you. I'm gonna tell him to be nice oh, to you. Beto's a bully. <laughs> Beto's just a bully, dude. He is, he but is. he's a, but you know what? To be honest, Beto, he's he keeps it real. Yeah, he does. And a lot of people. Are afraid to afraid to but they say that that he's a dream killer and that's not that's not him nah, he's not a dream it's killer. Just, he's like, just a thief of joy it's yeah it's <laughs> no. just yeah it's just more like he'll tell you how it is and mm-hmm. be honest with you yeah. because he's getting you ready for the real world mm-hmm. you know it's like and he helped me out a lot he's like hey do it this way you know and you know, he gave me some advice here yeah. and there from the He's podcast. Good people. He, at the end of the day, he is really good people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of uh, topics you guys talked about on the Yo 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 was very interesting with everything. We were all over the place on that podcast, huh? It was everything <laughs> from well, being a reporter in the inside, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of the stuff with race, you know, mm-hmm. like just a lot of stuff. With just everything, I was like just feeding off, like just hearing things and. And getting to know you and understand you more, like went to high school yeah. and then you went over there, way out there in Lancaster. Yeah. Palmdale. 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 Is yeah. that is that by like Lancaster? It's close to Lancaster, but I feel like if you're from Palmdale, you're like very clear about like no no no, it's in Palmdale, not Lancaster. If you're from Lancaster, you're very clear about like no no no, not Palmdale, Lancaster. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a very touchy subject. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. I went to Palmdale High School, yeah. So. Oh yeah. So let's talk let's let's talk a little bit more oh, like man. so that's where you, you were born and grew up at? No, no, no. So that's the thing that scares me about podcasts is like once you like say it, like it's out there forever. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, so that's where you got this info from. But that's yeah, cool. Yeah. So I was actually born in the valley. So I was born in the valley, mm-hmm. um, grew up in the valley for a while and then ended up moving out to Palmdale. Mm-hmm. So when I moved to Palmdale I was really young, I wanna say like third grade fourth grade something like that where yeah. we moved out there um and I was there all through high school and the entire time that I was in high school luckily I already knew what I wanted to do which really? I think yeah I think that was like probably the best thing to happen because a lot of my friends were still trying to figure out like what am I going to do after college like what's going to happen isn't and that kind of scary it is scary and especially like out in the AV I feel like you end up getting comfortable you end up going to the junior college there you stay there and it's like you know is that what you wanted to do did you want to stay there or not and so for me you know and, and I'll never forget this teacher Mr. Chris one of the coolest teachers that I've ever had uh-huh. um, he was very much like a Bethel where like he tells it to you how it is you know and, and he's a no BS type of guy and he did a I don't know like a school student run like newscast type of thing and it was yes. once a month that we would do it 
I loved it. I loved being in that class. And it was the same thing as like, you know, what I love about Yahoo is like, I got to be creative. I got to learn how to edit. Like he just was like, learn. I'm not going to teach you step by step. Like you guys have to, you know, mess with it to learn. And yeah. that's, you know, the best way to learn. Um, so it was one of those where like just the people that I was with all the time, it was just such a good group of like close friends of mine. Um, and I was like, dang, this maybe this is what I want to do. Like, maybe I want to do newscasts. And when I was little, I was a storyteller. Like, I would record myself, like, with the camera and do, like, fake weather reports and just, like, talk about, like, what I saw on TV. It was almost like I was podcasting before it was, like, a thing. Um, but, yeah, so I kind of always just knew that, like, being in front of the camera and doing stuff like that made sense. Mm -hmm. And then getting to high school and seeing it kind of put together in a format like oh this is how it should be like you're not just dicking around in front of the camera yeah um it was cool to see that and see that side of it and then that's when I started to get real serious about it and be like all right what school do I want to go to like what's going to give me like the best education what's going to give me the best chances like out of college um and yeah so when I graduated high school I uh, graduated one week after high school I started junior college just so that way I can get my credits done out the way so I can go straight to Cal State Northridge because that was the school that I wanted to go to mm. um, and get there as soon as I could. So, yeah. Is that, was that Cal State Northridge, <laughs> was that because of uh, the bro to have a good broadcasting system? Yeah, so here's what happened. Oh. I am lazy when it comes to numbers. and <laughs> Really? Yeah, I, I hate numbers. I love words. I can deal with that, but I hate numbers. And I actually had to take a, a tutor out at Cal State Northridge I like would get together with this person he'd tutor me about statistics uh, and he always told my mom like she's not getting it. it's not that she's not getting it she's just lazy like yeah you know, she gets it but she's just lazy and I would do it at Cal State Northridge and I was always like man I love this campus like I love coming here like I love being out here in the valley so I started looking into their broadcast department and I took a tour of like their studio and when I took a tour of the studio, I literally kicked myself in the ass. And I was like, dude, I should have not effed around in high school and, like, been able to go straight here. So because, listen, I had fun in high school. I enjoyed my time there. I passed my classes, but I didn't have, like, the good enough grades to, like, go straight into Cal State Northridge. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to the junior college, mm -hmm. do all that, and then transfer to Cal State Northridge. But seeing the studio, I was like, dang. I wish that like I would have had my shit together so I could come straight here and just seeing the studio seeing like what I could be doing uh, it just made me really hungry to like get there faster to mm -hmm. get there sooner um, and that's why during you know my summer semester of college like a week after I graduated high school I was taking a full unit or a full like load of cl like classes so I was taking 12 units in the summer that was taking double in like the regular semester so I was doing 24 units during like the regular semester and then doing another full load during like the winter because I was like no dude like I need to get out of here like I need to get there and how do I get there by doing this quickly and just going so, so you foresaw like you're like months or years ahead yeah. like this if I need to get here I need to focus on all yeah, this. I did two years in one at my junior college because I was like... Two years in yeah. one? Yeah, I was doing double the workload everywhere. And I was like, I don't want to be here. Like, and, and there's nothing against like going to junior college. I think if that's Just to help you, you out. Yeah, but for me, it was one of those where I was like, I shouldn't have came here in the first place. Like, I should have had my shit together. I should have gone straight to Cal State Northridge. Um, unfortunately, that's not what happened. So I had to do what I had to do you to get me there. So yeah, so I did my two years in one. That's... Dude, I'm like, you're like a fucking little hustler. <laughs> I had to be. You know, mm -hmm. I saw I saw what these other people were doing. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be here. 
And then I was a little, I was a little jerk that like once I got to Cal State Northridge, I tried to like challenge some of the classes because at that point, I was already working for the local news station. Like challenge what the teachers or the students? No, like the classes, like to bypass them. So I was already working in news. Gotcha. Uh, I was working for Channel Three, the local news station out in Palmdale, and I was the <laughs> beat reporter on Saturdays. I was hosting sports during the week, so I was doing all of this while also doing all my schoolwork. Oh my uh, god! At the university, and the cool thing about this like small little like local news and people laugh about it trust mm-hmm. me one of my like guilty pleasures when i travel is like watching the local news yeah um but they gave me so many opportunities like they gave me so many opportunities to literally f up on the air and i feel like you don't get those opportunities like people make you practice do whatever so you don't mess up on the air they were like just do it if you mess up you mess up like and oh, that's wow. how you learn so they gave me a lot of opportunities so when i got to cal state northridge it was like you have to take this class before you can do this class but the first class is like news writing and i was like all right but i've been writing for the local news for like three years now so mm-hmm. how do i like bypass this class so i was trying to challenge all the classes yeah um, a lot of the times they do let you do that but because i was coming from like the junior college they didn't let me mm-hmm. so i was kind of bored for like the first year at CSA. that's <laughs> something where they want you to like mess up and stuff mm-hmm. where it's almost like in a way try to get more reps in try to get yeah. more hours you can get it's uh, it's a weird thing but I feel like this has been my entire career and I think this is why like I feel a lot of pressure to not mess up because a You're, lot of it happens are you a perfectionist I'm not a perfectionist but I am afraid to look like I don't know what I'm doing oh. and with Time Warner when I first started it was like yeah just do it if you mess up it's fine and it's like no 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 like it's me talking on camera and like people are watching me and they're gonna be like this girl doesn't know what she's talking about even though I do like you don't get the opportunity to tell people hey this is my first time on air like and I'm nervous and you know what I mean like you don't get to explain that stuff and you also don't get to say I just graduated college two weeks ago like I shouldn't be here like you don't get to say that to the viewers so it was a little nerve-wracking. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, but it's been like this my whole career where I've just had to, like, sink or swim. When Time Warner kind of transitioned into, like, their sports and, their, like, local sports, we didn't have a sideline reporter for football. And it was like, figure it out, Jess. Figure it out. And so I got thrown into this sports world of sideline reporting, and I was like, how the fuck do I do this? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you can watch people do it. But to actually be put in that situation and not have a mentor and not have somebody to say, this is what we got to do, you know, we'll work it out. Um, It was a little scary, but at the same time, it was one of those things where I was like, no, I got this. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I got this. I'm going to figure it out. And Mm -hmm. if I don't got this, I'm going to act like I do. So I got to do like a lot of local sports stuff. um, And then I got invited to do entertainment. Same thing with entertainment. You know, I was stuck with these entertainment reporters that have been doing this for years and years and years and were able to start at like a smaller level. Mm -hmm. The very first entertainment junket that I've done was for the Avengers. And it was one of those things where I was like, why am I here? Like what, like why did they pick me to do this? Like what if I mess this up? And then after that it was like the very first live stream that time warner did with disney was for the lone ranger and they were like figure it out the lone ranger yeah they were like you'll be fine just figure it out and it was one of those where it's like i'm not gonna say no to this opportunity but in my head i'm like what am i doing how do i do this and i gotta figure it out and even with hbo latino when they invited me to be a part of their broadcast 
that was the very first time that I had ever gone live in Spanish on HBO. Like, do you understand how nerve-wracking that was for me? Because again, I can't tell the viewers like, hey, I didn't get to go to Texas, Florida, New York, Austin, and practice my Spanish on the air there and then come to HBO. They just threw it on me like, hey, you're going to be on HBO talking in Spanish, which Damn. is your second language for the first time ever live on TV. Figure it out. And Mega Man doesn't even know Spanish. I'm a coconut. Yeah. So that would have been harder for me. I would have yeah. like, I quit. Like, and I know that I messed up. I know my Spanish isn't the best, but it was also one of those where I was Como like. estas, amigo? Yeah, well, I, I remember I said, uh, good luck last night instead of good luck tonight. Because I was like, well, whatever, dude, I'm nervous. But again, you can't tell people, like, this is the first time I'm doing this live in Spanish. Um, and it was one of those where I was like, you know what? They know what I'm trying to say. It's cool. I can't dwell on it. Let's move on. But when, yeah. With the Spanish, with the HBO Latino, the Spanish, do you have to, is it more like the Spanish proper way? You have to, yeah. Yeah. So they gave me the opportunity at first to do stuff on Facebook Live, which was so awesome, so cool because they wanted Spanglish. That was like what they were going for. And so for me, I would talk in Spanish until I didn't know the word and then I'd switch it to English. So I had that comfort of being able to go back and forth when I don't know it, when I do know it, like jumping in and out. Mm -hmm. For the broadcast, they were like, it needs to be proper. Mm -hmm. And it can't even be like slang, you know what I mean? Which is, I feel like a lot of people that grew up speaking Spanish as their second language, like you kind of learn those like slang terms. Yes. Um, and so for me, I was like, oh crap, like what do I do? And actually, Beto, good people when he's not being salty, uh, connected me <laughs> with uh, someone that's a tutor. And so I, you know, was sitting down with her like once a week and we were kind of going over things before the broadcast and yeah, that, and then that's what happened. <laughs> when you, when you kept on grinding, uh, you know, doing reporting and all that, yeah. did you have like other like, uh, people looking at you like, oh, I like, I like what she's all about. Like opportunities were coming little by little or, um, you know, I think a lot of the opportunities I got were kind of circumstantial like based on where I was at the time um, obviously with Time Warner I was kind of the only person in that little bubble of you know producers that we had that had any like on-camera experience or that even had any you know college experience for journalism so that became oh well she's got experience in journalism let's have her do the sideline stuff oh she's got experience doing sideline let's have her do the entertainment stuff oh she's got experience doing this let's have her do this um, so I was given a lot of opportunities there because I was that one person who they thought could do it. Yes. Which was great. I kind of, you know, took it and I ran with it. Mm -hmm. And then when it came to Golden Boy, um, again, that was, you know, Beto hooked that up. And somebody had asked him, hey, we want someone that can do interviews. Do you know anybody that can do it? He recommended me. I sat down. I had a meeting with them. Um, and I remember, like, I watched one of their fights. And I came back and I gave them notes. And I was like, if I was on the broadcast, here, this is what I would have done. Like, these are the moments I would have came in with, like, info. This is what I would do with, like, interviews. Yes. Um, and they liked that. And then from there, what I did with them on FS1, they were like, all right, you're ready for, like, that next step. Like, you're ready to host the weigh-ins for us. And oh, I was like, oh, damn, like, I'm going to host the weigh-in. And I had no clue what I was going to do. Again, another thing where I was just like, well, we'll figure it out. You get in there. Yeah, the very first weigh-in that I hosted was for Canelo Kirkland out in Houston. So that was a very fun fight. Um, and then they were like, hey, you want to do our social media? Like, take the Periscope, you know, just do whatever you want with, like, damn. the fans. Um, so it, it's never been like oh I don't know this person and they're like calling me for an opportunity it's always kind of been I got somewhere they saw the grind they saw the hustle and then they gave me more opportunity 
That's awesome. Yeah. I see you. I, I see you um, uh, with Canelo. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the times, I can tell when uh, on your stories with you and Beth, though. Yeah. You guys are hella fucking busy. <laughs> yeah. It's like nonstop. You know, like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Fight week is really crazy yeah. for us. I don't think people get um, how crazy fight week can be for us. There, there's literally times when. You know, Beto and I are like walking to like the next thing that we're doing, and we're like eating our lunch as we're like getting over there and you know serious? getting our notes. And it's a grind and it's crazy, but you know they take care of us. They make sure that like we know what our call times are and when we're going, whatever. Um, and to be honest, like Beto and I rely on each other a lot. This is why I think he and I are so close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll text him and be like, "Where's our call time? Like, where are we supposed to be at? What are we doing here?" And mm-hmm. um, you know, for example, this last fight week, I think. Like, something's changed where I was going to end up posting the open workouts by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a lot of work. Like, I can't so? do the open workouts by myself. Um, basically, like, you know, while the fighters are coming in and they're doing that, it was going to be a live stream. So it was like, I can't do that entire live stream by myself. It's a lot to take on as, like, one person when you have all these fighters coming in. And you got to interview them, the names yeah, and, and this. Yeah, and you got to have, like, you know, the traffic, somebody telling you when they're coming, who's going where. And Betha was like, no, 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 you're not going to do this by yourself. Like, I'm going to tell them I'm going to do it too. And so it's one of those where, like, he stepped up, even though I know that, like, he didn't have to. That was, like, extra work for him to do. Um, we've done fight week so many times that, like, now it's just, like, the back of our hand. The saddest thing about it is that, like, I feel like a, like, sewer rat when I'm at MGM because I know all the back ways. I know how to get to here faster. And I'm like, I should not know the MGM as good as I do but I do because we've been there so much mm-hmm. um, but yeah fight week is crazy and then we do whatever it is we do in the morning sometimes we'll have stuff in the afternoon and then we have shows at night from like 7 to like 8 and it's not even until what 1 o'clock in the morning 12 oh no 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 luckily we're done by like 9 o'clock oh cause after the fight's done and the post yeah. and all that well no oh. those are shows that we do during the week so we have shows that we're doing during the week too. Wow. And then for fight night, we have to wait until after the fight. And then even at that, you have to wait until after the fighters are done and they're ready for the press conference. So fight night, that's when it's like 1, 2 a.m. That's when it's Straight so grinding. Yeah. It's that- hard. But the good thing is that like it's one week every now and then. And mm-hmm. honestly, hands down, it's worth it. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. It's worth it. It's such a cool experience that mm-hmm. like... I would never, as much as like during the week, I'm like, I'm so tired. I would never take it like for granted. I give yeah. you, I give you so much props for doing and telling me all the info, what goes on behind the scene, because that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stressful. And, uh, with, with, with all that stuff that you do, it comes with a lot of more experience. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. Like you said, like, well, I was saying to you earlier, more reps. Yeah, for sure. No, and we got a good team. Like, honestly, when I get to work with Beto and Doug, like, I would not trade those two guys for anybody else in this world because I feel so comfortable with those guys and like knowing that they are going to be by my side, that they're going to be backing me up on my info. Like when we used to work the fights together, we had like a whole rhythm down where I know the information that I can make into a hit and I know the information that isn't enough. And I would write it down, I'd throw it to them, they would talk about it on the air. Like we just have such a good rhythm and flow with each other Mm -hmm. that you know, it could be the craziest day. Things could be going wrong left and right. Mm-hmm. But if I know I got Dougie to my left, Betho to my right, mm-hmm. I'm not stressed. Like, those two guys, when it comes to boxing, when it comes to Golden Boy, like, those two guys are, you know, hands down the best that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, from you from you being, a, like, a reporter and everything, did you ever want to do, like, like being a war reporter or this or anything no, serious? No. You know how, like, you know, but like, uh, like Nick, Nick Valencia. 
like yeah. CNN. Man, I love Nick. He's like the coolest guy ever. With you his, see his like, stories, man? His daughter's <laughs> so much of a cutie pie. It's just so cute. And his like sad day bags or his bad day bag, whatever he calls it. Um, he was really cool with us when we were at the radio station. He would like call in when he had like his stories. We'd, like, oh, for real? He would call? Oh. Yeah, dude, we, <laughs> yeah, we used to mess with him so bad too. Um, but honestly, I don't think that like, I don't think everybody's cut out for that. And hands down... I'm so glad that I found that out at the very beginning. So when I first started at Channel 3 News, um, you know, it's it's a small, tiny local news station. There was maybe like 20 of us there, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I remember the exact moment that I was like, I'm not going to do this. It was this older man was missing. He had Alzheimer's disease. His family was like looking for him. They were crying. I remember looking to my left and there's like KTLA, NBC, you know, KCAL, all those like bigger LA stations. And I look to my right and everybody's like writing their notes and you know, the family comes out and they're like, so tell us about, you know, you know, you guys miss him, you know, what's going on, da da da. And the family's like crying. I remember the reporters were just like, they didn't give a shit. And I felt so bad and I like sympathized with this family and I yes. was like, dude, like, why am I asking you questions right now? And I remember I looked at my cameraman and I was like, I'm not going to ask anything. Like, I'm going to put the microphone, but I don't want to ask anything. And to me, it was like, that's what news is. Like, you have to shut off your emotions. And like, I get it, you're doing a job, but it just wasn't for me to do that. It's, uh, it's hard. When yeah. I, when I heard the, the podcast with Aaron Bender with, uh, Nick Valencia and also mm-hmm. with Beto living the dream shots to him. I know there's gonna be a person out there be like, hey, he he counted how many Bethos. There's gonna be a person out there that 64 times you can't. Beto, said, Beto, Beto. Yeah. Um, I don't know. People, he was talking about like there's times where I have to go see a psychiatrist because yeah. of the stuff that he sees. If it's somewhere with uh, tornadoes, floods, cartels, yeah. like a lot, I would be like, Ugh. and the the kids, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. That's sad. That is sad, and like I said, it's, it's not for everyone, and it wasn't for me. Where you know, in luckily for me, and, and I don't even want to say this because I feel like it comes out bad. Luckily for me, like that wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it could have been a situation with like a child or you know something a lot worse, where like it took that for me to realize it. But yeah. you know, luckily it was that situation where I was just like, I can't, like I can't shut it off. Like that's just not what I do. So when it comes to stuff that isn't sports. I love doing features. Like, I can do that. And I can do the fun stuff. Uh, Jeannie Most is one of, like, my favorite reporters. And I love the way that she tells stories. It's so fun and so, like, upbeat. But when it comes to, like, hard news, I can't do it. Like, it's just, for me, it's never been the thing for me. Now, don't get me wrong. If somebody calls me and offers me a lot of money, asks me to do it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I love hard news. I'm all about that sad <laughs> But <laughs> for right now, like, it's just, it's not for me. And I think that's what kind of pushed me into covering sports because sports is very you know you win or you lose and this is why and Mm -hmm. it's just it's for me it's just more of a comfort zone thing Mm -hmm. where I'd rather talk to a player on his grumpy day than to talk to a family on you know the worst day of their lives Mm -hmm. so it's just it's never it's never been for me no with uh let's talk about the Dodgers now Mm -hmm. so uh, what's your position uh, 
you working for the Dodgers? What's your position? So I, the easiest way that I explain this to people is I am the hat shuffle girl. Like that's everybody Hooter, knows. You, if you mess up, <laughs> that's on you, homie. No, I'm purposely going to give Hooter the wrong answer. Like purposely <laughs> going to give him the wrong answer. Um, but that's how I kind of explain it to people. Because, you know, if I tell someone, oh, I'm the in-stadium host, they're like, what, what does that mean? So I tell people, you know, when you go to the game yeah. and like you do the hat shuffle and there's a person that's like, you won. That's me. So mm-hmm. that's how I explain it. Um, luckily, that is the fun side of the job, and it's nice to have that. You know, we do a couple hits in between innings, and yes, I am the nice one. If you're nice to me, I will give you hints and let you know what the right answer is because to me, it's like I don't like people losing. Um, but I also get to do Dodger Insider, which is my moment to get to talk baseball, and I do that with Rowan Kavner, who does the Dodger magazine. He's one mm-hmm. of the coolest people ever. Um, and it's our pre, it's a pregame show that we do when the Dodgers are in town. So when they have home games, we'll catch it on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just talk about what's going on with the team, what moves they're making, what moves they should be making, mm-hmm. um, you know, last night's performance, what to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, I think that that aspect of it keeps me sane. Because if I was only being like, all right guys it's hat number three or like stolen base challenge if i only did that stuff i think i would lose my mind a little bit so Mm -hmm. it's nice to talk baseball but also have fun that's awesome like you're doing all that so you probably see like the players 24 7 like like fernando venezuela kershaw the crazy thing is everyone's like oh man you get to like hang out with the players you get to see them and it's like nah you're like they're doing their job and i'm doing my job so probably the most interaction we get with these guys is when we're doing our pregame and we're on the field and they're out there too. That's like the only time that we're interacting with these guys. And even at that, we don't interact with them because mm-hmm. it's like we're doing whatever we have to do and then quickly we move to the next spot and then mm-hmm. to the next spot. Um, I mean, if I said hi to them, I would hope that they would mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, that's a girl that works with us. Um, but we don't get the chance to like talk to them or anything like that. Shout outs to uh, Sergio from Deuce from Ellie's podcast. Like, hey, I know her. <laughs> that's that you're gonna have words. Like, yeah, like, okay. Oh my gosh. He was like, okay. And uh, on one of the pictures I saw, you had uh, the celebrity from the Seinfeld. Hello, Newman. Oh, that, uh, that one guy, he was on Jurassic Park. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. I mean, we, we, I would say we interact more with the celebrities that visit mm-hmm. than we do with the players. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, once we get there, it's like, it's already game time for them. Do you, so, are, do you see, like, uh, George Lopez or Felipe yes. Esparza? Uh, we see him, Arsenio Hall. We see him all the time, oh, too. I love Arsenio Hall. Um, Mila and Ashton, they're, like, big Dodger fans, too. Mm-hmm. The one person that I saw, which is, like, one of my favorite actors, saw James Franco once. James Franco? Him, only saw him one time. I was really bummed. I wanted to take a picture, but it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, we get, you know, a lot of celebrities passing through there. Mm-hmm. But we're just, we're so in the zone of, like, what we have to do. Mm-hmm. And, like... Honestly, I'm lucky we get to watch baseball all the time. Like, was there ever, was there ever like a celebrity, like a guy you were like, <gasps> like mm-hmm. you just froze? Not at Dodger Stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. Not at Dodger Stadium. No, but like but, outside, like, anywhere. Uh, yes, and it was when I got to do a junket, and it was Tim Burton. Like Tim Burton was really? one person Nightmare that I before was Christmas. like, oh, Lord, I can't believe this is happening. And I remember he was like. He was sick when I did this interview with him. It was for Frank and Weenie. It was at Disney California Adventure. Like, my second choice of, like, a career would have been animation. And so this is Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, this is why, like, Tim Burton was, like, 
oh my god, I can't believe that I'm meeting this dude. Night Before Christmas is like one of my top five movies. Like, I just think he's so creative and like, I would love to know what's going on in his brain. So to get to sit down with him for five minutes, mm -hmm. I was like, I can't sleep. Like, and it was one of those where, you know, people are like, oh my god, I feel like I'm going to Disneyland tomorrow. Like, I knew I was going to Disneyland, but I was excited because I was going to Disneyland to talk to Tim Burton. Like, that's why I couldn't sleep. Um, wow. And I remember when I walked in, they, you know where the animation studio is inside California Adventure where, like, you learn to draw, like... Yeah, it's been a long time. All right, so there's, like, this one spot in there where, like, you learn to draw, and they have, like, different little places for you to go. In yeah. California Adventure, they shut it down, and they had different, like, almost, like, tents set up with the different actors from Frankenweenie and I was just so excited to meet Tim Burton and when I walked in they had the puppets from Frankenweenie like behind him and I was like I remember telling him this is like the worst idea because everything in me is trying to not play with those puppets and he was like you can like go for it and I was like oh my god everybody heard this he said I can play with the puppets like it's totally okay um, and I remember he said that like he was sick and like he shook my hand. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. Give me the germs. Like I'm all like about it. Like I was just so excited to like meet him and talk to him <laughs> where I was like, if I get sick, I don't care, dude. It's cool. It's like Tim Burton germs. Those are awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but that's probably been the one person that mm -hmm. I've geeked out about. Mm -hmm. Everybody else I've just been like, yeah, this is cool. What made you decide to get into animation? Um kind of a good question I think when I was in high school and we were getting to do all of the like journalism type stuff I was getting into editing a lot I was basically just messing around with Final Cut Pro at the time yes. to learn stuff um, and I don't know if it's still like this in high school but you had to have a senior project and your senior project had to reflect what you wanted to do moving forward mm. and I decided to do like a stop-motion film and I remember, like, I recruited my brother's friend, who at the time was going to school for animation, to be, like, my mentor, mm -hmm. basically because he told me I could forge his signature, and just, like, you know, so I didn't have to actually check in with him, <laughs> and so I ended up making this, like, stop-motion film of, like, this sumo wrestler, and, like, you know, a day in the life of, and I just, I loved it, and I had so much fun doing it, and, you know, again, going back to, like, what I get to do at Yahoo, get to be creative, I felt like animation was one of those things where I get to be creative and come up with these stories. Um, but it just turns out that like I ended up going with journalism. Luckily, I'm kind of good at that. So, um, but honestly, if I had the opportunity to like do some animation, I think I'm so far behind now because I've focused so much on like my journalism career. Mm -hmm. um, I would probably be like that person that comes in and is like super old school and everybody judges. But I think it would be fun to like dabble in it. What kind of anim anim uh, animation do you like? Like Japanese animation? Oh, I love my anime stuff, and I get made fun of for it by like Bethel. But I love a lot of like the stop motion stuff, like a lot gotcha. of the stuff that Tim Burton did. You know. The Frankenstein, Corpse Bride, and Night Before Christmas. There's just mm -hmm. something really rewarding about like I've worked on this for five years, and like here's the movie, you know? Because like Night Before Christmas took five whole years to do it, and you look at it and you're like, it's so easy. You just like you take a picture, you move it, take a picture, you move it, and until you actually do it, that's when mm -hmm. you appreciate like, damn, this is some hard work. What's that show with Seth Green? Uh, one with the chicken uh adult swim yeah oh, okay. you know what i'm talking about right with yeah, skeletor has all those funny he-man stuff yeah and, they do a bunch of different and like, that's like takes for and, and it's, it's only for 30 minutes yeah and the and the little skits in between are like super quick like 45 seconds robot chicken like, there you go robot chicken is what it's called that's the on shit. Adult that's swim. I told yeah. my kids, uh, you're not supposed to be watching this. I said, well, why is uh, Skeletor sleeping with uh, yeah, She-Hulk? Don't, don't deprive them from it. <laughs> it's a, it, it's that's something. I mean, Robot Chicken. That's yeah. that. That's the thing I like about like 
something we can relate to because yeah. I'm like, oh, they don't, my kids don't know that, but some of the stuff is a little bit too graphic, but hey, yeah. whatever, you want to learn, you can learn. Yeah, and then you talk about like nostalgia, dude, especially like around Christmas and all that. You know those old Christmas movies with like the Heat Miser and like Jack Frost, and those were all, you know, stop motion too. I think that had a lot to do with it where it's like you watch those and you're like oh dude I remember this from when I was like little like I want to do this and mm-hmm. you know those those are I love those movies that's awesome <laughs> I'm like I love those oh yeah so uh, what are you like up uh, like any fun topics like what's your hobbies like if you're not doing anything oh man I'm so boring Come like on. no seriously Don't I'm be so lying. boring I'm like such a boring person mm-hmm. um, you will find me sleeping in like the middle of the day if I can Mm -hmm. one of the things that I was so bummed about when I started at Yahoo was that like I don't get to take my bath in the middle of the day like because I would come home from the radio station and I'd be like I'm gonna take a bubble bath I'm gonna just like at you know one o'clock in the afternoon and then obviously at Yahoo it's like regular hours so I didn't get to do that as much Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I'm so boring if I can stay at home and do nothing I'll do that. Like, like I will, I will take that over anything else. You know, I think in a way, like now I'm gonna be 40, and I was like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to stay home and yeah. watch Disney Plus now, 24 <laughs> seven, yeah. and just relax and just just be on social media. I mean, I don't have the time. I used to have the back in then. I used to read books, but mm-hmm. now. I don't have time to just listen to audio and yeah. stuff. I just feel like if I stay home, I feel like I'm missing the whole world. Yeah, I think also, you know, maybe it's because I'm around so many people when, like, I'm working and stuff. Uh-huh. I think I need those moments of, like, just being at home, doing nothing, to be able to, like, reset. Yes. And kind of, like, start back at one. Exactly. Uh, because, you know, I don't, I don't care how much of a grinder you are. You cannot constantly be at 100 and... 24 like 7 still, yeah like and feel like you're still putting out the same level of quality work i remember when i was at time warner we used to go to spring training and we would be there for like four to five weeks we'd be working you know seven days a week and we'd be grinding God getting damn. our workout like hands down when i worked for dodger insider or dodgers on demand for yeah. time warner cable polo Asensio is you know one of my best friends he's doing play-by-play for the cardinals now with mm-hmm. benji molina um the crew that i worked with david earl and then the bear like the type of work that these guys were putting out the quality of work and the amount of hours that we were putting in like i've never been so proud of like our output but at the same time we were there for four to five weeks working non-stop and then you know you want to have fun a little so we'd go out at night and then yeah. you do it again the next day like maybe like two days before i was like set to go home my body would start to be like all right bitch it's time to go home like i'm gonna start shutting down on you and then all of a sudden those four weeks catch up to you in those last two days and you're just like sluggish or tired i would get like a zombie yeah and i'd get home and i would be too tired to sleep really yeah i would be too tired to sleep where like i would have to take like a sleeping pill to like help me relax and like go to sleep because it's like you've been pushing your body to go 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 for such a long time and honestly you know adrenaline and you know the hunger for it like you can you can do it but then you get to that end when, like, your body knows that, like, you're coming to an end. And it's like, uh-uh, we're done. We're, we're taking a break now. And sometimes you can't fight it. Like, sometimes you're just, your body's just like, I need this break. So as much fun as we would have and as good of the work that we'd be doing during spring training, as soon as that was over, it was like, dang, I need, like, five days to myself. Like, I need to hibernate. Like, that's how crazy <laughs> it would get. But, you know, when we were working, you'd never know that we were tired because it's, like, the adrenaline and just, like, being there and, like, you know, wanting to do good 
I kept you going. I know. Yeah. We probably get all the prep meals from Panda Express <laughs> Dude, <laughs> for seven days. No way. <laughs> when we were in Arizona, we would always go to Witch Witch. I never there. Oh my god, Witch Witch is like the most bomb tasting sandwich spot ever. And Witch we made Witch? friends, yeah, like which which do you want? Oh and like we <laughs> okay. made friends with the people working there so they give us like extra stamps because at the time our boss was super cheap and he would give us like a twenty dollar a day per diem. And we were like, what do what like what are Costco. we supposed to eat? Costco. Like, oh God, please don't bring up Costco pizza. I know someone who's obsessed with it, and it, it drives me insane. I love hot dog and a soda and a pizza. I get oh, for like a no. three bucks, two bucks. Yeah, the pizza's like a dollar twenty-five or something. But I like to mix it up with salad, or you get a barbecue like <laughs> sandwich with the coleslaw. Like, I love Costco, but that is not a meal. You cannot go to Costco on your lunch break. That's not a meal. I refuse to believe that. Mm. Don't. Those Hebrew hot dogs. <laughs> Don't do it. Those Hebrew hot dogs. No. Come on, no. with the extra mayonnaise and ketchup uh, and relish, uh, and that's just how that's just how it is. I mean, but I get it. Um, there was times where a lot of people would say, "Mega Man, like, why why are you do, doing overnights? Mm-hmm. You have a family, and yep. you're doing the podcast. Where's your fucking sleep at? <laughs> I like that's I ha- the first thing I asked you. I was like, when are you gonna sleep? When I get home, <laughs> because I push myself to the limit because. Yeah. It's it, I have that mental game, you know, like come on, just do it, come on. Right. You want to push yourself, but I know when to stop. Yeah, you know, and everything. And my girl, my lady was like, "Man, I just I don't know how you do it. Yeah. You you take you're you're spending time with me, spend time with the kids, taking care of our son. Mm-hmm. You're working, you're doing this, and you have time to do podcasts, and you have and you're gonna do a podcast with Jess Rosales. That's how it is. Yeah. It's- it's the same thing as like with relationships you know like when they tell when you tell your friend like hey dude if he wanted to spend time with you he would be spending time with you it's Mm -hmm. the same thing with this type of stuff is it hard is it hard is it hard like that like to have a relationship wait because of your schedule busy i wouldn't say like my schedule but like you know with this it's like you'll make time for what you want to make time for you know so if you want to do the podcast you're going to make time for it even if you don't sleep Mm -hmm. With relationships, I don't think it's necessarily my schedule. I think it's more so what I do. There've mm. been there've been at least two relationships that I can think of where guys are kind of intimidated by the fact that like, oh, well, you're around athletes all the time, and it's like, y'all don't get it. Like mm-hmm. when we're at Dodger Stadium, we're not hanging out with the ball players. Like you know, I was telling you, the only time we're in like close proximity to them is like when we're doing our pregame and yes. they're getting ready. So it's not like we're over there talking to them, being like, oh, what's <laughs> up, like. It's, I think people have this like misconception of, oh, well, you work for a baseball team. Oh, you talk to the players. And it's like, nah. Jealous. Like, we don't do that. Or it's like, macho oh, Mexicans. Yeah, or like, <laughs> you work in boxing. You talk to all the fighters. It's like, oh, nah. God. Like, as much as like I'm there to do a job, so are they. And mm-hmm. their job is probably a lot more important than what I'm doing. Gotcha. So I think people have that misconception. So there have been some guys that have had their insecurities about that, but. Um, to be honest, I'm not a nice girl to date. Like, and you can ask Beto this. I'm kind of an asshole. Where, are, you, are you an alpha? Um, I wouldn't say I'm an alpha, but I would definitely say that, like, I just don't put up with it. You know, I think I, I think there was one relationship that I had where I was like, this is literally everything that I don't want. And, wow. like, I'm wasting so much time here that, like, moving forward, it just made it really easy for me to be like, ah, oh, this, is, this is not what I want. Like, we out. Was like the communication and stuff like that, or it just doesn't? He just didn't understand what you were doing. Um, I think it was a little bit of both. I okay. think 
you know, sometimes relationships just don't work out. So I think it's helped me in the sense that, like, I, if I date now, I'm like, oh. It's going to kind of hold you back from what you what you want what you're what you see in the eye in your future what exactly, your career is going to be exactly and so you're a career woman then yeah i remember i've told i told one guy and i feel so bad for telling him this but at the same time like it's true i was like it literally my life right now is my family my career and your mom my friends a bunch of other shit and <laughs> then there's you like and i don't know it's one of those where like i spend a lot of energy trying to perfect what I do at work and trying to make sure yes. I'm doing a good job. And oh, yeah. I spend a lot of energy on my family. Like my family is hands down the world to me. My mom is my best friend. My godson and my goddaughter are like my world. And so it's like by the time I get to you, like I'm spent, dude. Like the last of my energy goes to like trying to continue my friendships with like my best friends and mm-hmm. like I hate talking on the phone. So it's like I got to Really? Yeah, I'm I love talking person. on the phone. No, dude, I'm no. not a phone person. Cuz you know why? Cuz it makes it so easier to easier to break up with someone in a DM or or in a text. Like no. I don't want to be with No, I want I want to hear your no, voice. No, I'm a slow ghoster. I'm a Oh, <laughs> oh damn. I'm a You're a ghoster? Yeah, I'm gonna just be like I'm a <laughs> no, but like you know, it's just one of those where, like, right now, where my focus is. Yes. Um, for that person, I was like, by the time I get to you, like, I'm spent. I have no energy for it, and you want to fight with me about dumb things? Like, get out of here. Good news though. I'm dating right now. This is the part where I lose like 50 followers. Um, and he's he's great. He's amazing. So cool. he gets it. He gets everything. He's not crazy. He's like, stay home. He's handsome. Let's, let's hibernate, <laughs> order pizza, mm-hmm. watch Disney Plus. Yeah. And oh that's my God, it. It's like you're spying on us. That's Hell weird. Oh, yeah. Don't have to look exactly nice. Exactly what we do. Pajamas actually, all day. He got me started on Narcos. I never, yeah, I know, Good. that face that you're giving me, Good. everyone is surprised. I haven't seen Narcos yet. So Good. he got me started on that. So we've been trying to watch that. Um, I just got done watching the whole, the whole, the whole seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, no way. It took That's me a lot of seasons, right? Six months on, Nef- on Netflix. How many seasons is that? Fuck, I think it was like 18. Oh, God. 19. And you did it in six months? Well, my, well, my lady was pregnant at the time. We were watching it. It was like, oh, fucking Patrick Dempsey, man. <laughs> Nick Dreamy. Um, uh, Meredith's like, I'm glad you're not with that girl. Oh, She's a butthole, dude. Is she? She's feisty. See, I haven't seen it yet. So that's another one. But see, it's good. I make the mistake of like, so Supernatural is like a, like that one's like also twenty seasons. We're like I'm gonna watch this, and then I was like, oh god, like why is there so many seasons? And it's like an hour long, mm-hmm. so I've had to like take breaks out of that, jump into like other shows. There's so many shows Man. like on Hulu, Disney Plus. Yeah, I and mean, it's hard to binge, dude. It's so hard to binge when like you have things to do. I get bored easy. Yeah, so I'll and- put it on as like background noise a lot of the time, where like I can still pay attention, but not as much. <laughs> Uh, but Narcos has had like my full attention. I love Narcos. Yeah. It's the best. So right now we're going to take a break right now. We're going to get some more coffee. She has her Skittles, her gum, yeah. her Twix. And... You no, know, thanks for my snacks. Oh, those are all you, dude. All you. All right. We'll be right back. All right. We're back on. We took a little candy break right mm-hmm. now. You're going to hear me munching on these Skittles. Munching on Skittles and Twix. and I'm well, all hopped up on caffeine and sugar. I know. Shouts to, uh, shouts to Chewy from Permanitasa with the coffee. Yes, Chewy, it was really good, by the way. I enjoyed this coffee very much. That's, that's good. <laughs> so how was uh, who we were talking <laughs> earlier? <laughs> really the, whole, the whole dating, the whole online. Oh how was it? God. Intimidation. Dude, I am not a fan of online dating. Like, no. I don't think online dating should be a thing anymore. I hate that my friends do it. I've done it only one time, and I think 
It was on Tinder. One of my friends put me on Tinder for like a day. Ugh. And like we had matches, whatever. I say we because like he went through and was like swiping people for me. Uh-huh. So we had matches. Sent my number to like one person and literally deleted it right after we did that. That's smart. Yeah. And so um, I ended up dating that person for like three months. So I feel like I didn't have your typical online experience because I've heard some awful horror stories about online dating but for me my friend put me on it that one time so that's fine but like personally I would never I just I don't know to me it's like in the same way that people can make fake accounts and make these fake personas like I just feel like you don't really know who you're talking to it's it's, it's scary I, <laughs> I, I, I got catfish I got one well I think she moved out of state well I, at the time, she told me she was single, and we went to this place restaurant on Fourth Street in Long Beach, long, like years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, she told me she wasn't uh, she was single. Then I find out her husband was a police officer. Her husband? She was married. Yeah. Oh god. And he walked in. It's like, hey, what's up? And I have never seen a woman before. Like, she froze. Like she just saw a ghost. She looked at me. She got up and walked away. She, she didn't left, even say anything. Nothing. And, and I was like, look, I looked, I was like, who are you? Was he in uniform? Uh, yeah. Oh my God, that's so scary. I won't say the city's name, I'll tell you off hair. But uh, he was like, what are you doing with my wife? And I was like, well, I'm on a date. He's like... I'm on, you told him? No, yeah, I'm on a date with her. He's like, well, how do you... Well, that's my wife. So, well, she told me she was single. And she told me like that. I said, when, and I was like, my wife, so how did you know you were here? Because she left her, she le- she actually left her phone at the house with a tender, on, and she saw the message like oh, I'm gonna meet you over here with oh my, my message God. at this time. <gasps> yeah, so she fucked up. You know, she Jeez. she left she she forgot to take away all those the Scooby trails. Dude, that is like that's like a dating horror story. Like that happens with all this online. You never stuff. know if that fool's gonna shoot me or not. Yeah. I mean, oh that's, my god, you were like an innocent bystander in this situation. I, I, I don't, it's okay, because <laughs> I just kind of like walked away as like, well, are you gonna hit? You're gonna fight? Or no? Because it wasn't you. It was her. Yeah. You know? Because she knew. And and, I, and the sad thing about it is, after like, he left, she, a couple hours later, she's like, hey. Come pick me up. Let's go meet up. Still, I was like, no. She still hit you up. Savage, Ty. That's a straight savage. Dang. I mean, I know I'm a jerk to date sometimes, but like, I would never do something like that's that. That's something savage. And wow, that's crazy. That one. Then I, had, I got catfished. I feel like know? the married woman though. That's worse than a catfish. That because like, man, you were like an unknowing homewrecker. But if you think <laughs> about it, it's like, why would you want to date me? I, I, it's almost like if you're married. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to date you because what happens if I date you? We'd be together. You're going to do that to me. Yeah. She probably just wasn't happy. She and wasn't. And, like, kind of needed the attention and She wasn't. All that. Oh, my God. She that would just, sucks. She would just tell me, like, my, se- my, sex, my sex life is, it sucks. My husband what? has a small dick. What? Oh, my God. She's, like, putting <laughs> his business out there. Straight up, you know. But and no kids, you oh know. So, God. that's something. But I just, not was good. So, luckily, thank God, like... I'm I'm not with that stuff anymore. Yeah, that's it's scary. Awful. It was scary. Yeah, it was just I was just saying like online dating sucks because you don't know the people. But damn, like you're over here home wrecking and you didn't even know it. You want to know the funniest <laughs> oh, message I ever got yes, on uh, on POF? Oh, Plenty of fish. Uh huh. When I first got on because I was go back and forth so mm-hmm. you can see the women who used to be young back in the day and years like damn they got old oh, they're God. still on it and i was like you know, and i messaged one of the girls like you haven't found anyone no 
and I told I, t- I met DM there. He says, hey, hey, why don't you cut your message in half? Because she has this long paragraph, like this is what I want, and like long, oh, yeah. no cut it in half. Because I was gonna read that, and another message is like, hey, this is a long shot, but would you ever date a woman who has nine kids? Nine kids. Nine kids from seven different baby daddies that she met on Plenty of Fish. Probably or whatever. She was pretty, but it's like nine kids. Nine kids. You didn't learn your lesson, huh? That's unheard of these days. I feel like. But she got she. She told me she's like, hey, would you ever want to take a chance? That's like. Well, I mean, I guess you got to put that out there right away. Fuck! But nine kids. That's crazy. You walk in, you think she's got like a daycare, and she's like, no, these are my kids. (laughs) That's like that's like Hooter has three. I have four. That's seven. That still have two more. That's a lot, man. But that is insane. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of online dating. Don't do it. I'm not. It's not I worth think, it. I think when you meet someone, whether it's at work or you're out with your friends or through a friend, I think those are like the more mm-hmm. better relationships because yeah. you have someone to be like, all right, what's what's the deal? Mm-hmm. Like, tell me the situation. And it makes it more easier now with Instagram mm-hmm. and like, oh hey, ooh, I like that guy, you know, or like this girl. <laughs> Let me double tap that. Double no, tap. Oh my god, I get some ridiculous. For like DMs Do you get a lot of DMs? Yeah. No um, way. But it just it depends on like the type of photo that like I'm posting or like video or whatever. Um, I've gotten some weird ones. I got a I got a I got a good story for you. Yeah, like and then I'll get mm. I'll get people and yes, if you send me a DM, like the chances of me reading it are like close to hundred percent. Like whoever says they don't read them is a liar, but like I don't look at the ones that have to get approved like as often. Um, um but I mean I know they're there, so you see them and I'll get some like people that'll be like Hey, like, just want to say what's up? How are you? And then, like, two weeks later, hey, how's it going? What's what are you up to? And then two weeks later, all right, fine, you're not gonna respond. Then fuck you. And it's like, <laughs> like I don't even follow you. I don't even know you. Like, what? I've gotten one person that was like, hey, I want to fuck with you in a way that's like, you know, it'll lead to like a relationship. I want to fuck like, with you in a or, way like, friends like with benefits or like, you know, whatever it is you want. And then he sends another message like, this is the last time I'm gonna ask you. So like, are you down with it or what? And it's like, you think that like. Being aggressive about it is gonna make me be like, oh, that's, my time's running out with this guy. That's like, a I long gotta, shot right there. He, like, no. he put all, he put he put everything up right, all no, his money all onto that, God. dude. Well, he, he lost his money because I did not respond. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I had one where I was messaged this lady, this girl who follows the podcast, uh-huh. had to block her. Oh my god. <laughs> she, uh, Nicole, you know who you are in Arizona. <laughs> uh, I don't want to put you on blast. Uh, before I met my lady. Um, she sent me a video on my uh-huh. Mega Mass podcast page. I was like, well, what the fuck is this? Or yeah. maybe, like, you know, it was a video and it shows in the back of the, but there's a humongous screen TV with the Mega Man podcast playing with my, it was a certain uh, episode. And all of a sudden, it slowly, and she just like grabbed her titties and <gasps> licked, it was like naked. Like, oh my naked. Oh my God, that is such an aggressive move. Naked. And she was like, oh. That is so aggressive. I was like, dude, and she tagged me. I was like, you know, I'm not gonna repost that shit. Yeah, you can't repost that. Oh yeah. my god, some it was people, it was crazy. Some people don't have boundaries. This awesome. is why I hate the internet. The internet makes me so insecure because of this stuff. Yeah, like, ugh. even like a, even when I had back in the day I used to do podcasts with other like comedians, and I would get couples. Oh man, he's like, hey, Mega Man, well, you think you want to go on a date with my wife? What? Like cuckolds. Dude, you get like crazier DMs cuckolds, than I like do. Cuckolds, like cuckolds. Like I had these, like back in the day, like when I was super young, I used to go on Craigslist. Oh my 
like like all that stuff like hooking up <laughs> yeah i don't like talking about this <laughs> yes i was i'm retired i'm a retired hoe <laughs> oh my god that's crazy yeah just, yo craigslist scares me like oh yeah craigslist like i would never sell anything on craigslist just because i feel like i'm i'm gonna get kidnapped yeah like, well that well the reason why because when i had george perez he has a comedy like a podcast mm-hmm. i'm talking about my stories so that's where a lot of his fans who live in Whittier, uh, Yorba Linda, West Covina, uh-huh. those are the swingers oh, cities. Wow. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. Stay away from there. And though. Lancaster, too. Lancaster, too? God damn it. <laughs> Lancaster. And it's like, I don't do that stuff. I'm retired. It's like, come on. Retired. You're I'm like, retired. Not anymore, guys. Not anymore. <laughs> so that would get like that. So I was like, I, said, I can't do that what? stuff. My girl, she knows the stories like yeah. this. She, she's like, whatever, past is the past. Yo, but I was for experimenting. everyone listening to this, you're welcome that you get to hear this side of him. This is crazy. No, oh, everyone knows about it. It's <laughs> what just, the hell? it's just funny stuff. But, but, but the online stuff, it's, it's not for everyone. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not a fan of it. I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like with work, like I, I don't want to put myself out there like that. I mm-hmm. don't. I'm just not a fan. Online mm-hmm. dating, two thumbs down. Mm-hmm. I like looking at like like when I follow you. I like to look at stories like where you're at or certain people yeah. right now because now I want to follow like really important people. Like man, they got some cool ass stories or or what they're doing yeah. behind the scenes and oh, stuff. My stories have been so boring lately. No. Yeah, my stories have been so boring because I feel like I haven't been doing like as much lately. But you're hibernating. I'm, yeah, this is my like time of hibernation. But towards the end of the year, I'm gonna start putting up Rose Bowl stuff. I'm gonna be doing that again this year. Oh so yeah. That's fun. Oh yeah. Oh but, yeah. yeah. Doing all the grind and stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about. I guess we could talk about him now, Mr. Oh, Beto. Oh my God! Give him his like ten minutes. Give of fame. Give him ten, ten minutes of fame. <laughs> so with uh, you and Beto, mm-hmm. I mean, he's always that one guy who's always going to be honest. Yeah. And uh, you know, when I first heard of Beto, he was on uh, the Felipe Esparza, mm-hmm. and I heard like, who is this guy? Yeah. And I was like, man, this guy's really really funny. And and all of a sudden. I didn't know that he did a podcast like five years ago. So when I when I first it was I was new to the podcast hearing Felipe, right. and when I heard his, I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I started hearing, and I was like, "Man, who's this Mega Man?" You like I'm tagging. It's like these are good episodes. I went from one through all the way to whatever, yeah. And hearing all his like, getting to know him, it's like super cool guy. He's like one of the guys, guys. Yeah, for sure. And um, hearing him, then all of a sudden. When you were him were on the Martin, and he was like, "Hey, check out the newsbender, right? Beto, and just just Rosales was on it." I was just like binging because <laughs> you guys were really, really, you guys have that good heart and yeah. you understand. And and this is one of the reasons why I brought this up because when you're on the yo yo yo, I'd never heard of this term. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And to me, and when I was working overnight, two o'clock in the morning, when I heard it. It made me get another review because, no lie, I'm not just not blowing smoke. I wanted to quit the podcast. Oh, wow. I didn't want to do it no more. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm done. I didn't take it seriously. When I heard that, there's people out there who are like, okay, they're not taking their podcast seriously, but I'm over here grinding. Yeah. If I keep on doing this, if they're putting out one episode a week, 
I'll one time I, I put out 13 episodes. I did 13 episodes in one week. Jeez. I was a grinder and just I once again in a zone. You ever get in a zone like yeah, that? Yeah, of course, dude. When you're when you're creative like that, you always get in those zones. But that's the thing about you know one with podcasts. The one important thing about it, and I think a lot of people forget this, is the consistency of it. And you know you can be doing the best podcast in the world, but if you stop putting it out there, people are going to be like, oh, well, like podcast is done or they're not going to put it out here you have to be consistent with your work and that's what people forget when it comes to podcasts Mm -hmm. and the whole you know hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard it's the same thing with you know with athletes with journalists with whatever it is you can have all the talent in the world but if you rely on just that you're not going to get anywhere because the person that puts in the hard work, the person that's working when you're sleeping because you're like, oh, I'm talented. I don't have to. That's the person that's going to get the opportunities. That's the person that's going to step ahead of you. Um, and it's one of those that I want to tell people, like, if you're so damn talented, imagine how much better you could be if you put in the work too. you know, and, and I think we're all guilty of like slacking off every now and then. I know I am. There have been times when I could have done more research or I could have done more work and I just wasn't feeling it that day. And it's like, you look at it and you're like, oh, I still did okay. Imagine if I would have done my work right. Imagine if I would have done this, you know, go the extra mile, like how much better this could have been. And, you know, at the end of the day, the people that slack off and try to just kind of coast on their talent, those are the people that get left behind. You could be the best person out there. You could be so damn talented. And all it takes is one person putting in more hours than you. I remember, I won't mention this person's name, but he's like, hey, Megan, man, I heard your podcast, man. I don't fucking like it. I don't like what's. I don't like what you're about. Mm. I said, "What do you mean? You you joke. You fuck around too much. You what? joke around. You're anxious. I and I knew what he was talking about. Yeah. I wasn't taking it seriously. I was. I had one foot in, one foot out. Right. Because when I did the podcast, I did the podcast on accident. Because mm. uh, shouts to Martin Rizzo. He's a comedian. He told me how to do it. Then I accidentally put a intro and a and a episode one together, but I didn't edit. I just went out like that yeah and all of a sudden george perez side dick eddie felipe esparza shout outs to fucking Mega man doing it and, it was, <gasps> and he just put me on, on blast like that and i was like what do i do and that's when all the pressure came yeah so i was saying all this stupid nonsense stuff in my earlier episodes and i started losing numbers like i don't know if i want to do it so how am i going to get listeners to understand me not as Mega man but as steven martinez mm-hmm. I, that's what I put out the Mega Man's life, which talked about my life when I was little to now of the hardship I've been through, being in a broken home and everything. Because I want people to understand, but a lot of people are saying, I don't think you should put that out there. Well, if Felipe can talk about his troubled life and he got now he's he redeemed himself, mm-hmm. redemption, I want to be like that. Yeah, I, I want to be open. So when I started doing the podcast, all of a sudden, um, people were blowing me up, you know, Mega Man. Uh, my wife died You know my, my His daughter died A year after Yeah And then I, I was depressed I heard the Mega Man's life I heard what you are going through I was going through The same shit man I just wanted to tell you man I keep on doing What you're doing man Because You know like Well if Mega Man Can make it I can fucking right. do it And it was like An inspiration But at the same time How do I cope with that How do I deal with That feelings of I don't know how to, to Express it to people who listen to me around the world Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't take that seriously yeah it's crazy how there is you know some success in being vulnerable and like opening yourself up to that and a lot of times people are like oh i don't want to say too much or i don't want to scare people away but also at the same time you 
will be surprised at how many people will relate more to you yes. because of those like hardships and how many people will be like oh this dude's real like this guy is going to tell it like it is and he's yes. going to be truthful and honest and I think with podcasts that's like the fun thing about them is that it's not like news it's not like broadcast tv where you know you have to have certain censorships and you can't say this that script or this a podcast is the opportunity for people not only to show their personality but to be themselves yeah and that means everything you know from the good things to the absolute horrible things and when you put that stuff out there you'll notice that people are getting more success being who they are instead of being who they think they should be and i think that's the cool thing about podcasts and what this world has been opening up for people that people yes. are finding that comfort in their own skin and in their own stories and and not just for their viewers but for themselves too mm-hmm. like podcasts are doing really cool things with that vulnerability yeah like how i am in the podcast mm-hmm. i'm me for me outside the podcast yeah. so you know like oh i'll put my mask on when i do the podcast but i'll take my mask off when i'm not doing the podcast they're like you don't want to be a hypocrite and two-faced right. or be fake so I'd rather be honest, you know, and yeah. I meet my people like with people, oh, that's Mega Man, or like, hey, what's up? Take pictures, you know, like it's it's, it's a little weird, it, <laughs> not to have an ego like Beto, you know, <laughs> you know, but it's just something where the people who listen to you, like you want to, you know, follow them back, yeah, like, hey, show me some love, exactly. But it just at the time it feels. Should I still do the podcast still or should I not? We have a family. What am I going to get out of it? Yeah. People will be like, oh, if I do podcasts, I'm going to be rich. Yeah, people have these misconceptions. It doesn't take that. It takes years. Yeah. Oh, I want to be a Joe Rogan off the bat. No, and you got to put in the work. Like, they it don't want to. It overnight. I have, I have there's podcasts. Well, they don't have it no more. He said, like, I'll do a better podcast than you. Okay, fine. Go do it. I, I support you all the way. Yeah. Do it all that. But I, I will tell you this. Are you going to be in or are you going to be out? So what do you mean? If you're going to be all in, yeah. you got to be all in. You got to travel. You got to do this and all exactly. that stuff. Some of them, they last about 10 or, or 15 episodes. They got to be like, hey, what happened? Oh, it's, it's just too hard. That means you mentally quit. Yeah, exactly. You got to put in the work. And I mean, dude, you're here. No sleep. and still doing the podcast. So it's like people don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't think people quite understand the work that goes behind it and how mm-hmm. important it is to stay consistent with mm-hmm. what you're doing. And also, I, when I listen to other people's podcasts, if inspiration stuff mm-hmm. or whatsoever, I, I need that fuel to get me like, okay, fuck. It's just what sounds over here grinding, hustling. <laughs> I want to be like that. Or yeah. I can be like that. Or Beto or, or whoever gives me inspiration. It just brings that inspiration. Yeah. And and I'm sorry to say, but Bethel, this is your fault too. You ma- you <laughs> this ma- is your fault. This is you made me I'm for who- Bethel. <laughs> Bethel, you made me for who I am because because of your inspiration. Yeah. Felipe, Martin, a lot of people. This is the why I'm keep on going. Mm-hmm. You know, I have that. I'm not gonna give up. Yeah. I'm gonna keep on. You know, and I'm gonna beat Bethel's numbers too. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Do I, it. I know. I know, but that's yeah, but but everything else. But I give you much love, you Thank and Beto and all that. Yeah, so. yeah, he's a cool, he's a cool guy. I mean, mm-hmm. as much as I'll say that he's salty and he's this and he's that, at the end of the day, um, mm-hmm. he's been one of my best friends throughout yeah. this entire journey, whatever it is you want to call it. Um, he is my go-to person when it comes to new projects, new programs, new things like that. And he's the person that I rely on a lot when mm-hmm. I'm like, do you think this will work? What do you think about this? Like, what do you think of this idea? Because he's so honest and because mm-hmm. he's so truthful, like he doesn't care if he hurts my feelings. If it sucks, it sucks. And yeah. you know what? Sometimes you need people like that. You don't need people telling you you're great when you're not. Yeah. Looking back from 
from your career, mm-hmm. your intern, like when you first got your first intern, your high yeah. school, would you change anything or would you just leave it how it is? Um, I don't think that I would change anything. I think I've had, I've had the fortune of every decision that I've made, every step that I've taken has kind of led me on the path that at that moment I wanted to be on. I mean, I think outside of my career, yeah, I'm like, dude, I would have changed this, 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 this. Uh, But with my career, I think everything's just kind of lined up in a way that I've gotten stuff from the experiences where like I wouldn't take it back. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one time when I will never forget it, I was leaving Time Warner to see what was going up with, you know, Golden Boy, like that wasn't even a for sure thing. And it was one of those things where I had to like talk to my mom and be like, I might be unemployed. I don't know what's going to happen, but I have to quit this job, which I was there for a very long time. And I had you know, benefits, like a guaranteed paycheck and all that to jump you, into I remember that. Life. I remember you said that. And I was like, this is literally the scariest thing that Damn. I've ever had to do. And, and I was young at the time where it's like, is this what this life is about? Like, is this what this world is about? Like, so I learned a lot of things about it. And I finally was just like, let's let's see what happens like some people to, some people wouldn't take that risk yeah but you have to take a risk and take a chance on yourself because if you're not believing in yourself to do this like why would anybody else you know so it was one of those where like i just told my mom like i might need help with my bills like i don't know uh left time warner quit on a wednesday that friday was the very first day that i went national like live and at the time for time warner I wasn't even doing stuff live except for like the football games and that was just like regional in California. So to make that jump from that to FS1 and to be doing stuff for Golden Boy that I've never done boxing before in my life and to do it on a national level, um, it was just one of those that like at the end of the fight, I remember like my mom was there, she was like all excited and I just remember being like, damn, like I did it. And I was like the coolest thing ever. Um, And it was just one of those where I was like, I had to do that. Like if I didn't take that leap, I don't know where I would be right now. And you don't want to be that type of person where if you didn't take that leap, and you're thinking about it when you're like, mm-hmm. should have, could have, would have, like, man, what would happen if I did this? Yeah. And it was, dude, I get scared. There's times where, like, some, some people be like, why are you still working at your job still? Like, mm-hmm. why don't you quit and, and venture off? But, like, that's serious. It's super scary. It's scary, like you know? Yeah. It's like, I'm only having four kids, you know? Like, <laughs> this, and it's like, well, financial. It was all, everyone's like, yeah. I always want to make a like a podcast. Like I want to have a network, mm-hmm. and I want to see how this is gonna be. Like, is the, is a podcast gonna venture up? Because you never know who's gonna be listening. Exactly. You never know who's listening. You never know who's watching. You never know any of that stuff. So you always gotta put in a hundred. And honestly, if I didn't take that leap, like being with FS1 and Golden Boy is honestly one of the most fun things I've done. I got to travel all over the place. You know, I was working with Beto. I was in boston on saint patrick's day like i just got to do so many incredible amazing things that you know not to knock time warner they gave me a lot of great opportunities but it was a different world and it was a different lifestyle and i just doing that stuff with fs1 and golden boy i was like this is what i want to do like this is incredible now seeing now with social media is like just changing everything like you don't need no cable our cable is social media with instagram twitter periscope you know you yeah, everything Facebook, I mean Yahoo. I mean, is this changing? You going? You're. Did, do you care about numbers on your Instagram? I don't. Just because, like, I don't. 
I don't consider my Instagram like another form of income. I don't consider my Instagram like a public figure type of Instagram. Like you'll find the most random shit on my Instagram. Like it'll be me with my friends, me and my family, and then like the work stuff I post. And I'm not- And the food. And the food, <laughs> all the time, all the food. Uh, but I'm not serious about mm-hmm. like my social media as much as I should be. I know yeah. that I should be more serious about it. Like I think the last time I posted right now was like during fight week. And that was already like yeah, yeah, <laughs> a yeah. month ago, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm not as serious about it as I should be or as I could be. Mm-hmm. Um, even on Twitter, I think I used my Twitter a lot more when I was covering fights. So it would be like I wanted live. to do that, but I heard Beto and them say like, don't do it. Yeah. It's very like bad. Yeah, like my and my Twitter is horrible. Like, if you go on there, you're gonna be like, What are you talking about? Like, I put random stuff, like, not even retweets. I'm just like dumb things on there. Why are people dying for a Popeye chicken sandwich? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, What what is this? Have you tried it? Have you tried it? I have not. No, no, no. Change your life. Is it? It's worth it. What? I I had two of them. I was like, This now I know why I'm gonna die for. <laughs> it's so good. I also don't like to believe in like the hype type stuff. So there's oh, know, a part of me that's like I don't want to try it because everybody says to try it. It's good. Like I don't know. When it comes to like chicken sandwiches, I like churches. Like churches chicken, their sandwiches chicken. 99 cents and it's bomb as hell. Sandwiches? Mm-hmm. I like make chicken sandwich at McDonald's with barbecue oh sauce. Oh god, dude! I, I just had that last night. Did you? I had like well because it, I mean it's right there. I said well because I get hungry. I get give me a double cheeseburger. Give me two chicken sandwiches uh-huh. give me a large fry give me a large coke and just give me a, a apple pie that's all I, and how I'm, do you feel about the McRib I love the pink goo oh god dude I love the McRib and like that's, everyone I talk to hates it I don't Martin, understand Martin I love it you Damn. know they got mad at me when I went to do their episode yo 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 it's like did you go to McDonald's say like, yeah I had the two for five <laughs> it was I can eat, oh my god dude McRibs are so bomb <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Did we just come like McRib yes, friends? we did. Because, dude, McRibs to me are so delicious. And, like, I get so sad when they go away. Like, oh. when they go away and I know that I've missed my opportunity and that window has closed, I'm trying to break in. Because I'm like, no, like, bring the McRib back. Oh, one time so I was uh, a couple months when the, they at the one McDonald's on Long Beach, uh-huh. usually they have a paper that says we do not carry McRibs or bacon cheeseburgers, whatever. But they still have the McRib sign. Yeah. And he says, and I was drunk as hell. Oh, from no. a bar. He's like, hey, can I get like five McRib sandwiches? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, we're out. We, we don't carry no. it anymore. No. Then why do you have the fucking sign fucking there? I was pissed. Dude. I was calling every McDonald's like, no, we don't have yeah, it. Yeah, there's I- like a website you can go to that will tell you which McDonald's carry the McRib. Yeah, I got to ask my friend Ross because he, the last time that we were going to get McRib, he was like, let me look it up on the McRib website. And he like looked it really? up. Really? Yeah. So the McDonald's by Dodger Stadium. Let me write this down. At the time had the McRib. McRib website. Yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll hit him up today and I'll find out. I'll send what about that sauce everyone was talking about with the, was it that Sriracha sauce? Uh, I'm not a sauce fan. Oh, it was like so good. Sriracha. It was good. Is it? Oh, know. it's good. Nah. I was like, no one, it's like a Mongolian sauce or something like that. No, it was so I hate good. Sauces. Like, I Ketchup, I'll eat ketchup for days. But okay. like, Bites with yeah. the pack, you just suck the pack. I feel like McDonald's puts like sugar in it because like I'll I'll eat it right out the pack at McDonald's. That shit is so good. But like other than that, I'm not like a sauce person. Like. I'm a weird person, so like last night I said, uh, the the guy knows, like, how many packets you want? You want three. So he's had three three ketchup sauces for my my McDouble. So what I do is I open one pack, I suck on it, and get the flavor, (laughs) the sugar, the juice in my mouth. Then I eat the burger, then I put the two of them, then I start doing Uh. it. I like ketchup as a motherfucker. Yeah, dude, ketchup is so good to me. I'm obsessed with it. Like, Um, ugh. 
What about what what type of foods you like? Pan Express. Oh man! So when it comes to like what type of food, I would say like I love Italian food. Italian food is like my favorite. Olive Garden. I love no, dude. There's a place called Chi-Chi's in the valley that Chi-Chi's? I go to. Chi-Chi's. Yes, it's so bomb. <laughs> Chi-Chi's is the best place I've ever been to. Nick Mendez, uh, Monica's husband. He thinks it's the most disgusting place ever, but wait until I take his daughter there as soon as she's old enough to chew food. Um, Chi-Chi's is the best place that like, I love going there. Um, but I will eat Panda Express. I love Wiener Schnitzel. I love Taco Bell. But like the weird thing is that I will eat it for like three weeks straight. Where I'll be like, dang, like I'm really like on a What about Del Taco? Del Taco is not my thing. I don't the like chicken it. Ta- no, the chicken just- tacos with fries with the... Now I'm gonna throw up right now. I don't like Del Taco. That's like, oh my, I really? I can't. I don't. I don't like it. And I love Wetzel's pretzels over Auntie Anne pretzels. I don't like those ones. Wetzel's, Wetzel's hands down, best thing ever. Okay. 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 Yeah. What about like for pizza? I know you talked about you. You know, you like I Pizza love Hut. Pizza Hut. There's a place in the valley called Medici that I love. Love that place. I love their atmosphere, their pizzas, all that good stuff. Those are like my go-to places. Yeah. I'm so hungry right now, dude. Right? Like it just makes you want to eat pizza with pizza like, and ketchup. have beer. I didn't even know I didn't, I didn't know that you don't you don't drink yeah, beer. Yeah, I'm not a beer drinker. I've had maybe like I don't know, maybe like five tastes of beer in my entire life. Like Budweiser's or like tasters at um, breweries? just like sips of like beer where someone's like, try this or try this and I just don't like it. Like I'm just not a fan of I think beer. you're I think for if you want to try a beer, I think you'd probably try a cider. Almost like a wine. Yes. Okay. So, someone once took me out. Uh, it was when I was working for TVG, and we all went out after. It and someone was like, "Try a cider. Like you might like this." But I liked it. But I can't imagine myself sitting there just drinking it. You know, it's one of those where I was like, "I'm just not a fan of like the taste of it." I'm just, it's almost like, like a wine, kind of like a like, like a wine, but it's a little. It's it's it ta- It's very sweet, but yeah. it's very strong. Yeah, like I'm just not a fan. I don't know. And I'm not a big. I'm not a big drinker either, so like I'll have wine every now and then, but like wine won't get me fucked up. Does it? Well, why? Why have what? You know, the, like when you go to the Kroger's or Rouse, they have uh-huh. a box of wines, right? And on the side, it tells you how many bottles it is. Oh my god! So there's three bottles into why a box of wine. Why are you drinking boxed wine anyways? I don't Come know. on! What's I just wrong? drank it. I drank the whole thing, <laughs> and all of a sudden I got so buzzed, and all of a sudden oh, it just came. Drinking a whole box of wine, and it came out my pores. I smelled like wine for a fucking whole two days. Oh my god! But it was good. No way. It was yeah, good. I, I have not had boxed wine before. That's not something I've ever done. Mm-hmm. But I would assume that like it probably gives you a bad hangover uh yeah <laughs> like, i don't yeah, drink well i don't drink liquor oh okay I, right. I used to drink liquor it's just like the liquor is more quicker now yeah. i'm good yeah i'm a vodka girl like i'll drink vodka what kind of vodka um any kind i'm not picky about mix it, it or but just you straight know up what, though i will say that like when i was younger and like you know you don't have money you just like buy stuff <laughs> i told my brother i was like hey like can you buy us a bottle of vodka and he bought us pop off which was like the cheapest, oh. like nastiest, and it was like five dollars for like a handle of vodka, dude. Oh. I was in the closet sitting on a vacuum crying that oh. night because it was so terrible. Like that's the one with the red label, right? Oh, I don't even remember. I just remember Pop. it was like the worst, cheapest, most disgusting vodka oh. in the world. But you know, that's like you got to go through those nights as a kid as you're like learning what you like and what you don't like. It was like Oh Ugh. God, so gross. But I- yeah. I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not a big drinker though. I'm not, 
Mm. Yeah, you won't catch me at home with like a glass of wine just watching TV. Just box, box of wine. <laughs> box of wine. <laughs> put a straw in it like a Capri Sun. <laughs> but dang, well, we're going on for a while now. Yeah. Are there any uh, last words or anything for our listeners? Like any kind of like, um, you know, like if someone wants to get into reporting, you have any experience mm. like what they should focus on or anything? I think the one thing I always tell people is like internships. They're so important because you can go your entire life being like, I'm going to be in front of the camera. I'm going to do this. And at an internship, like you really get to learn where you're best at, like what's most comfortable for you. And the more internships you have, the more times you get to try out the different things. That's where you really kind of learn who you are and what your style is. Mm -hmm. Um, So internships, dude, I push the importance of like getting yourself out there. Um, keeping in contact with like people that you meet you never know who's gonna like one day reach out to you for a job so like get business cards even if you don't work anywhere and hand those shit out like candy like you don't need to keep them give them to everybody that you meet um, always do that and just there's always gonna be people that say you can't do it there's always gonna be people that say you're not good never gonna make it you're never gonna make it sounds your like dreams my mom are awful your dreams don't make sense but you know what? They're your dreams for a reason. And as long as you believe them, then that's all you really need. You ever had people like that? Like haters? Like, oh, you're never going to make it. But they see you big. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I knew you she was going to do it. You know, nobody nobody to my face has been like, oh, you're never going to make it. Oh, the trolls. Uh, yeah. But it's like, you know, you do get those people that are like, oh, this person sucks. And they at mention you on Twitter. And like, the funny thing about that is like anytime that that happens if you even acknowledge it's like oh no 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 i'm just kidding i'm a big fan though i'm a bit and it's like really because you just talked mad shit right now like and i and this is the thing i was telling you earlier like you don't get to tell people like hey this is my first time doing this like hey cut me some slack i remember one guy i don't remember his name but he was like it was during like a weigh-in or grand arrival or something he's like can someone tell josh rosales to stop acknowledging the crowd and it's like bruh literally Oscar De La Hoya told me to hype up the crowd you know what I mean and it's like you can't tell people like no this is what I'm told to do like this is my job so no matter what you do you're always gonna have somebody who hates on you Mm. and it's just it comes with the territory you have to have thick skin to put in the work but you also have to have thick skin to ignore the people that don't want you to succeed because there's gonna be more people that would get joy out of your failure than out of your success Mm. So, boom. That's a book. Oh, I think we should end it right there. <laughs> well, I just want to say um, thank you for coming on the man. This is like one of my... This is one of my one of my top five favorite oh, episodes. Thanks, man. There's going to be some guests be like, Oh, I thought that was your fucking that, top five. No. It's me. And you bribed me with Skittles and Twix. Yeah. Like, Damn. Hey, see, how come Beto, how come you don't do that, dude? He doesn't. He and I got to, gum. He used to bring me snacks, <laughs> but not anymore. Yeah. But so, um, <laughs> are, any shout outs, any last words before we log off? No, just a shout out to Beto, Beto Duran, for being our big inspiration for this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, keep being you. Keep being a salty little bitch. Stop. Hey, Love when, you. And when are you going to put another episode up? Because I'm tired of hearing reruns. Yeah, B, come on. Get on it. Get on it. You know, it's gonna. I don't want to hear 20 minutes. Of this, we'll of see. solos. We'll see. Twenty twenty, maybe Beto and I will collab again on a oh, project. Oh yeah. yeah, when we're back in the day, you were gonna do a podcast long time ago. Yeah, we're still thinking about it. What we're still it, in there. What would it be like? Sports or just be like different just topics? You know what? He and I are really good at just bullshitting and talking shit all day. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe something similar to like what we used to do with like Golden Boy Radio. Yes. Um, but just in a condensed podcast version. So like, would just you two, or would you have a guest on? Um, or we've been thinking of you know bringing other people on. 
we kind of were talking about like me, Bethel, and Hooter, what that would be like. Oh, thank God, dude. Love Hooter. <laughs> you know, he lied to me. He told me that they have large sized Oreos at Ralph's. I. No, they're just right. You've how can it, it be? No, that's like a big fucking cookie. I've, exactly. I've never seen it. He swears they're out there. I think it's an urban legend. I don't believe him. I've gone to Ralph's literally every single day or Vaughn's, whatever it was. Never seen him. Never seen him, Hooter. Beto and Hooter. I work at a market. I'm not. <laughs> I work at Sprouts. Okay. I know the game. I know oh, the retail. Sprouts is not gonna have Oreos. Come no, on. no. We're Come gonna on. know. No, we're, <laughs> no. We. I, I would know the retail grocery game. Yeah. I worked at Ralph's back in the day. There was no such thing as a big ass cookie. Is, listen, that? Hooter swears by this. So it's my mission. If anybody has seen the big Oreo cookie, let me know. But I don't believe them. A big Oreo cookie? Yeah. How can it be a big Oreo cookie with a whole bunch of Oreo cream like that? I don't know. According to him, it's like the package and they're like big cookies. Probably at a Mexican restaurant or a store. Made he made it up. They made it up. There's no it. such thing. You can't trust a man Hooter, like that. man, you're fucking up, dude. <laughs> just, just, just don't even worry about Hooter, dude. Just stick with your kids. Yeah, you can't <laughs> trust him. But other than that... Again, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's yeah, thank podcast. Thank you for having me. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I tell you, it was easy, huh? Yeah. It went by quick. Now I'm all hopped up on caffeine and sugar. Oh, we're yeah. not even done, dude. <laughs> I'm hungry right now. Um, subscribe to the... Oh, where can they follow you at? Um, on Twitter and Instagram at Just for Solace one mm-hmm. number one at the end because there's another Just for Solace out there. Yeah. Sure. And guys, uh, she's taken, okay? So <laughs> lay off the DMs, you know, and all that stuff. You might get a lot of DMs from a lot of guys like, oh my gosh. You know, yeah. like, she's taken. It's so funny because this is, like, a recent development. So, and it, and I've posted, like, Instagram stories and, like, tagged him in it. You know how you can, like, see the, like, what people are doing? Anytime that I'll post him, people are, like, clicking on his, like, name to, like, see who it is. Like, it'll tell me how many people have, like, clicked the sticker. And, oh, and, yeah. Like, you know, nosy yeah. people. People are so nosy. I get people who <laughs> follow me. I get people who follow me and they look at my stories but never like my shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, do that all the And there's always the ones who always like the first ones, like oh, yeah. up, stalker, stalker, <laughs> stalker, trolls, trolls. Yeah, and you can tell too when someone follows you and it's like no profile picture and they follow like ten people. You're like, this is a fake account. Like, uh, I had those. The thing that I don't understand is like my profile is public. Like if you want to stalk me, go ahead. You don't have to make a fake account to do it. Like just, those are losers. It's not worth it. But yeah, those are the ones who still live in their mom's basement. Those are keyboard <laughs> warriors. Keyboard warriors, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Uh, just rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. And uh, you can find my podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify. Hey, you're everywhere. I'm everywhere, and etc. And if you can't find my podcast, uh, just DM me at the Mega Man's podcast or my personal page at Mega Man Six Nine Eight Zero. Yeah. Um, yeah. And shout-outs to Bethel Duran, of course. <laughs> we have to bet, you know, Hooter, Martin, Felipe, um, Yahoo Sports, uh, Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers, The Zone, Giants. <laughs> the Zone. Uh, shout-outs to Cynthia, uh, my kids, uh, Gavin, Alex, Emiliano, Daddy Loves You. Uh, my daughter, Luna, Daddy Loves You, I'm going to see you soon. And shout outs to Chewy from Bermuda Tassa for Yes, Chewy, thank you. Yeah, for letting us do the the Mega Man podcast over here. This is the first time ever this has been yeah. really quiet. No, I like it. It's it was a lot of construction, but everyone's on that side though. Oh, got it. So No, this is a dope spot. The coffee is good. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but 
I recommend coming here because the shit was good. It's empty now. That's what's <laughs> up. That's what's up. And once again, just thank you for coming on the Megan yeah, podcast. No, I'm glad that we got to finally do this. Yeah. Now you met the. Now you know who Megan Man now is. Now I know. I know. And apparently your name is Stefan. <laughs> uh, we're gonna edit that out. <laughs> Other than that, uh, we're out, guys. Later. Bye. Bye.